Hello friends! Today we're going to talk about some things that I learned while I was at an event this last weekend. It was my sister-in-law's wedding and it was such a cool and unique experience. Um, and I also just learned a lot of things that I wanted to share with you because I think they really uh, play into the mindset and mental wellness conversations that we have on here. So it was, so the event was at this mansion. It was super cool. It was at, um, it was in this town called Lebanon, Pennsylvania. It's just outside of Harrisburg and it was this big mansion and the immediate family stayed at the mansion during the whole time. So we got there and we got settled into this mansion and there was like, you know, it was a weekend full of events. So we had the um, kind of just hangout day, then we had the rehearsal dinner day, then we had the actual main event, we had the wedding, and then after the wedding we kind of did some just like, you know, play lawn games and hang out and, you know, sit around a fire, that kind of thing. So it was very packed and um you know there's just a lot of people coming in and out the whole time but it's a really cool experience because we were at the mansion the whole time and so there was just a lot of like logistics and figuring out you know what's going to go where and when are we going to do what and um I it was just it was a really fun really fun time I kind of had this moment of slipping back into like um, just being a theater kid and like waiting for the <laughs> waiting for the show to happen and kind of like getting everything prepared and you know working behind the scenes and that kind of thing so it was really cool and that is actually one of the things that I wanted to share with you one of the lessons I wanted to share with you in theater we have a saying that the show must go on and that means no matter what happens the show has to happen it's gonna it's gonna happen even if the lead is sick we're gonna do a we're going to have um, her understudy come in and, and perform or whatever is going on. The show must go on. That's the saying. Um, as a kid, we actually did have a piece of our uh, theater ceiling cave in and hit one of our performers on the head. It was like one of those ceiling tiles, you know, in like industrial buildings and it had a leak and it caved in and hit her on top of the head <laughs> and we still performed that night. She was fine, but um, you know, it was the epitome of that saying, but I did kind of want to tweak it because it's not necessarily that the show must go on, it must, and that, but that kind of to me has like a we gotta force it kind of energy to it. And so, what I resonate a little bit more with is the show will go on. And that doesn't just mean when we're talking about an event like a wedding or a production or something like that, it just means that time is always moving. And so, whatever it is that we're experiencing, if it is anxiety or if it's stress about a launch or if it's whatever it is that's coming up for us as creators, the show will go on, meaning it's going to happen no matter what. Things are going to happen the way that they're going to happen and we can do our best to make them happen in a way that we see favorable, but time is always mar marching on and we can actually see that as a positive. We can actually see that as something that's like, you know what, it is what it is, it's going to happen time will move on the show will go on no matter what and I think that there's some kind of comfort in that and it feels a little bit less forcing than you know the show must go on like we gotta just do it no matter what it will go on it's gonna happen and it's gonna happen the way that it's gonna happen and we're gonna kind of surrender to it so there was kind of that moment um, during this event where me and my mother-in-law were just kind of, you know, doing all different kinds of things and we we're like, well, if it's if we haven't gotten to this by this point, we're probably not going to get to it and that's okay. And it was, you know, one of those kind of just moments of like, we've done so much this weekend and it was so much fun and everything's been going great. Like, if not everything, you know, comes up or if we're not able to do every little thing, the show will still go on. The wedding still happened, all the important things still happened, everybody still had a blast 
And so um, I just kind of resonated with that saying and it, it reminded me of it. The second thing that I thought about, this was such an interesting experience for me because I typically just go to like conferences and events, um, you know, in the business world. And I haven't gone to like a big family event in a while. And um, I, at this event, had several people come up to me, some who I knew really well, some who I didn't, um, come up to me and talk to me about their anxiety. All different times and, you know, not all at once. But it was so interesting to me because I just started being like, wow, everybody's experiencing this. And of course they are because look at the last two years, right? Like everybody has had some level of anxiety, even if they had, hadn't had it before. And if they had had it before, the last two years just exaggerated it. And this was also a very big social event. And it was, um, you know, there's just a lot of stuff happening. So if you are someone who experiences anxiety, sometimes that can exaggerate it. And so um, I had a lot of people coming up and confiding in me that they were feeling anxious or that they had experienced anxiety or that they appreciate that I talk about anxiety. And it was more than I expected. It was significantly more than I expected. And so it made me think about how many people are, are feeling this way and thinking these things and not talking about it because it feels very shameful. It feels very... I shouldn't be feeling this way and I had a conversation with someone about how you know I talk about this very publicly I talk about anxiety very publicly and I have had people come out and you know say things like oh you know you're being a sissy or pull up your big girl panties or whatever which those things really don't bother me anymore I've been online for a long time and I've had all kinds of things said to me that's just kind of the nature of the internet but when people who are dealing with anxiety see that because oftentimes they put they they comment it which is means it's public and so when people see that and they have anxiety it kind of reinforces either consciously or subconsciously reinforces that that's what's going to happen to them if they come out and say i'm experiencing anxiety they're going to have that experience too someone's going to say oh you shouldn't be anxious or you know invalidate their feelings or something like that so um, I think that's that's part of why people don't speak up. But the really interesting thing is, and I've talked about this so much on this platform because it's so true, um, when you start talking about your anxiety, it decreases your anxiety so much. And I started thinking about why would that be the case? Like I know for me, when I saw other people talking about anxiety on their platforms, it was like, I mean, years of therapy didn't help me that much comparatively. Like just seeing other people being like, yeah, I, even if it's a food I've eaten 10,000 times, I still have the thought of what if I'm allergic to this? <laughs> you know, when I just see other people talking about the anxieties that I've had on their platforms, it made me feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. I'm not whatever. It really, really helps. And then when I started talking about it, it helped even more. And so I started thinking about why is that? And the thing about anxiety, it's a really weird paradox because the more anxiety that you feel, the more you want to hide it because it feels more and more crazy. Like I shouldn't be having this level of anxiety when we're just going to get a cup of coffee. I shouldn't be having this level of anxiety when I'm not really that scared to fly. I shouldn't be having whatever. I shouldn't be having. That's kind of like the root of it. But the more anxiety that you experience, the more you want to hide it. And the more that you hide it, the more anxiety you experience. I started thinking about how, if you're familiar with AA, there's a, it's like a saying in AA that we're only as sick as our secrets. 
And so in AA, they can they really encourage people to not keep secrets because it's they see that the more secrets you keep, the more you want to numb, which can you know cause relapse, cause people to drink, use drugs. And so I started doing some research, and there's actually some data that says that secrets can make you sick. They can cause both mental and physical issues. They can um, boost the stress hormones. They can impact your blood pressure, inhibit sleep, contribute to mental health and substance disorders. It can even increase chronic pain, which we know about uh, mind-body linking, right? So the more that we keep this secret of being anxious, the more we are increasing our anxiety level. And it sounds backwards and it sounds like, I I understand, (laughs) trust me, but I can tell you out of this event that had like 60 people, the ratio of people that came up to me and told me that they were anxious because they see this, they see that I'm talking about this online would shock you. Everybody is anxious. Everybody has the thoughts that you have. And the more that we talk about it and the more that we expose it and the more that we pull it into the light, the less power it has. So that was number two. Number three is that everyone everybody wants everybody to succeed. I believe that at our core. We have this thing in us as humans that when we see somebody else do something that we want to do or do something that we deem exciting and cool and whatever, it tells us that it's possible for us too. Yes, there's going to be the response of jealousy and there can be other you know, negative responses, but at our core, I believe that humans want other humans to succeed. We see that when it comes to the four-minute mile. Right? So the four-minute mile seemed this impossible thing. It was something that nobody could do. And for decades and decades and decades, it was a barrier that could not be broken. And then, of course, it was broken. Right? It was broken. It was done. And just 46, later, 46 days later, it was broken again. And just a couple months later, it was broken again. Right? All of a sudden, people started breaking this barrier because one person did it. It's the same thing as when we watch, you know, sports games and when we watch really amazing performances and we watch all these things and we feel the feelings of triumph and we feel the feelings of excitement and we feel the feelings of that we did it, right? When people talk about their sports teams, like, yeah, we won the Super Bowl. We did this. We did that because they're aligning with this group of people. We are communal humans, right? And so what I saw at this wedding, what I've seen at other events and what I've seen in other places is like inherently we want good for for other people. Inherently we want somebody to have found love and to have, you know, this amazing relationship and to have this really cool family and have this really cool experience and this really cool wedding. Like inherently that is what we want. Other things can come in the way, jealousy, that kind of thing. But if you dig into the root of it, often like jealousy is just a sign that you want something and you're not allowing yourself to admit that you want it or you have a false belief that you can't have it, right? And so I think that humans inherently want people to succeed, and I was reminded of that again at this wedding. Okay, lastly, this is something that I learn, lesson that I learn time and time again, and that is that little moments matter. Little moments matter, and they matter far more than we think about. So there was times throughout this whole weekend where um, it was just this little pocket of, of time where, you know, someone was playing um, a yard game with someone like a, a cousin who they hadn't seen in a long time or a sideshow was played and it was just the right song at the right time and the right people were in the room 
or um, you know waving bye to to the bride and the groom with you know we did these cool little paper airplanes because her now husband um, is a pilot and so we did these little paper airplanes instead of rice so there's all these little moments and like those to me mattered so much more than like the food and the big big things and those were awesome too but it was really just about these little moments throughout the whole weekend that made a big difference and I think that is true of life too when we are in our businesses and when we're running our offers and we're running our programs and we're doing all these things we can get really really caught up in these big pieces of the puzzle and be like all right we gotta you know it can't be eight weeks it's got to be you know a seven week program because this and that and you know we're really stressed about the big details but often what makes a program or an experience worth it to somebody is the one-on-one conversation that they had with you for 15 minutes or the bonus that you threw in at the last minute that was solving the exact pain point that they had or the fact that you sent them a free t-shirt when they did something those kinds of little things really really add up for somebody and that's what makes experiences memorable and so i think that's something that we can stand to be reminded of as we are you know moving through our 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 lives as creators and creating these programs and these offers and these experiences Um, the little things matter. We also see that in TV shows and movies. You know, oftentimes when you look at like a show like Friends or Gilmore Girls or like a really long-standing show that has multiple seasons and a big fan base, there are lines or there are moments in the show that end up being like the number one thing that people remember. And it's not what the creators or the writers of the show thought it would be. There's this show... um, you're gonna laugh at me. There's a show called Teen Wolf. Yes, I'm 30 years old, but I still love it. It's funny. So there's a show called Teen Wolf, and in it, in like one of the seasons, one of the early seasons, a character, a mom character says, be your own anchor. And she's saying it to her son, be your own anchor. And it's like kind of a, not a throwaway line, but it's just, you know, she just mentioned it to him, be your own anchor, and then she leaves. This show was filmed at least 11, 12 years ago. And it was one of the early seasons. And that is a line that has been tattooed on people. It's a line that people just have clung to. And it was, I mean, it was just something that they wrote in the writer's room. It wasn't part of a big arc or anything like that. But people resonate with what they resonate with. And it's oftentimes a a small thing. It's oftentimes something that nobody expected, including the creators of that show, including us as creators. So... Those are the four things that I learned and that I thought about while I was at this event. It was an amazing event. If you followed me on Instagram, you saw me showing you around the mansion a little bit. It was so, so cool. We had an awesome time and I'm so, so glad that it went well. I hope you guys had an awesome week, an awesome weekend, and I will talk to you next week.